Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. Welcome back to the Challenge Redditors React Roundtable podcast, the mini series for the off season. We now have a date, August the 11th. The Challenge Spies, Lies and Allies is back on our screen. But as you wait for that date, we are going to continue the roundtable. I'm Levi Hall and I'm your host of this podcast, but I can't do this on my own. I need my co-host. And here he is to read this 28. It's only bloody George. How overjoyed were you that we got finally got a fucking date, mate? I can't. The title is very, very funny, but I think it was probably written by someone who wrote into the office on a bring your kids to work day. But I can't wait for a new season. I'm looking forward to it. They'll be spying, they'll be lying, but there'll be lots of allying. Um, and I think ultimately it's what the people want. Um, it's quite a quick turnaround. So I'm now starting to think Total Madness was an outlier. And actually, we should have been used to like much quicker turnarounds. Total Madness was like five, six months, right? This is... Well, I, I think, obviously, we had the delay between Total Madness and Double Agents because of the old cove. Um, <laughs> You've got first name turned up. I'm so familiar with it now. I'm giving it <laughs> nicknames. Um, but yeah, no, it's come, come around quite quickly. Um, almost as quick as our... Uh, our podcast records, I mean, even when, when we space them a week apart, they feel like just minutes. Um, but it has felt like a lifetime since we spoke to our uh, regular guest on this roundtable uh, series. Brian, how are you doing? I am. Uh, I'm wonderful. Happy to be here. Ready to go. Spies, um, lies, allies, cries, dies. What else do we got? I can't. I'm bad at rhyming, but um, I feel like we could probably come up with some more for that long ass <laughs> title. Flies. Flies. Spies, wise guys. Lies. Did already get oh, they should have called it called it spies, lies, allies, and wise guys. Flies. And they just had like a zoom in Ooh. on Kyle and Devin. Or they could have gone spies, lies, allies, lies, spies, like a palindrome type of situation. That I'm a been big fun. fan of a palindrome. My favorite for high school English teachers. That would have been perfect for them. The name Hannah. Hannah. There you go. That's a I'm a big fan of race car. Race car is probably my favorite one of all time. How many challenges do you reckon can spell palindrome? Um, I think that might have been one on like free agents or something. One of the uh, trivia questions, I feel like. I don't know. I might have just made that up. I think you've made that up. Okay. It would be a good question, but though. It would be a very good trivia question. God, Nelson would have an aneurysm. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of Nelson, if you, well, here's the deal, though. Um, I did um, recently go into a deep dive um, to ascertain whether Nelson has been um, unlucky or if these have been real losses during his current over 35 um, losing streak in daily challenges. So thank you for plugging that uh, organically for me, George. I appreciate that. Um, And you can find that on my medium page, brianrbaddy.medium.com. That, yeah, but, fair, that was an excellent, excellent article. <laughs> Thank you, I, I did, appreciate that. I batty really, with two T's, Batty with two T's. Two does T's, been, two T's. Does that mean it's been three... No, this is on Vendettas. Must Vendettas, think, yeah. the last one he won was the car challenge when Leroy almost died. That was the last one he won. Which, to be fair, is actually a really, really good um, performance. But you, how did you rank them? Bad luck? Um, real? There was 20 real losses and 15 bad luck in there. So it's mostly he, mostly his fault. He can't blame anybody but himself. But there were some tough ones in there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think whilst we're giving shout-outs, I would like to give a shout-out to an Instagram account that I have recently followed, uh, which is, let me make sure that I get this correct, at challenge stats, uh, they put some really interesting this. organic, yeah. so yeah. organic. Um, they put up <laughs> some really cool challenge stats, but then on top of that, yeah. they do them with really cool graphics. Um, I also borrowed one for one of our Instagram stories. So uh, yeah, at challenge stats, check them out over on Instagram. They are a very, yes. very um, well informed Instagram account. Yeah, shout the, out the to that person for sure. The money, the money per episode graphic was one that I went a little bit insane on. That was really interesting. Um, and they, they put up um, a really interesting graphic actually the other week, which was the one that I 
borrowed should I say um for our Instagram story and it was all about the rookies from this season and uh the new the new rookies we've got what countries they're from and interestingly we will be doing a preview episode which will be coming out next Thursday the 5th of August but I was thinking what can we bring to the round table today and since there's so many rookies coming this season how about what makes a good rookie George? Big, okay, that's a very, very loaded question. Do you mean to come back, to win, to maybe challenge people fall in love with them, or for me not to hate? What makes a good rookie? Just a good rookie. No specifics on the question. That's that's what the round table's all about. We can discuss the different dynamics. I do quite... I know some people get annoyed with this, but I quite like it when they come in and go after the vets. I think even Devin's first the, or second... Yeah. When he comes in and he's like... He, uh, about Johnny Bananas, which started their feud, which everyone says is the reason Devin is relevant. Obviously, after Double Agents, he's never true. He's charming, charismatic, lovely and wonderful. Come back on the podcast, Devin. Um, but... Drinks? <laughs> no, Devin's fine. Oh yeah, um, you said Johnny Bananas. But I do like someone who isn't afraid to shake up the game because I, I think would you both agree? The challenge's got a pretty standard format that they try and break away from, and that's rookies going first. Then you have your alliances, and you pick off the weekend under the others, and then it kind of blends up with being the same people at the same time. A rookie who can change that, I think, is insanely valuable to producers. And that's probably actually what gets some cast back. Yeah, I think that since the kind of end of Real World and the casting from either one and all the other shows and Big Brother and everything, I do think that they've kind of got so many rookies in that just seem to be kind of fodder and they're just going through the system and there's not that many that are making that much of an impact. Um, and I think that's really what I want to discuss is how do you make that impact to become a staple of the challenge? I mean, Nelson did it, Corey did it, Devin did it, um, Redditors React Bingo, Kyle did it. Um, Amanda did it until she took time off, but now we can say it's all been posted. She's back for uh, Spies, Lies, Allies. Um, and, you know, who, who else do you think has done it? Who else do you think has kind of got inside the challenge casting and kept themselves relevant. Brian? Well, okay. So there's two kind of different ways to stand out to me, um, like as a rookie. So you can be like Joss, where you just do something so physically, so physically memorable that um, they have no choice but to, you know, kind of make you part of the whole thing. Or there's also, and when you posed this to me and I was thinking about it, like, there's also rookies, like, you could be like Anastasia from Rivals 2 and make, like, you know, a big mess of stuff and just make a big mess of everything and be remembered still. And then there's also the rookies that you could do, like, Car Maria. So she wasn't memorable at all. Like, she went home in 10 seconds the first time and then she became Big T, same thing, on the opposite mm. side of that. She wasn't memorable at all and then became... So it's kind of hard to say, but for me, it's like, you just have to make, you just have to be able to, um, the producers got to be able to just squeeze some juice out of you. As long as you can give them something, I think that's what makes a rookie. It, it, it can be across the spectrum. I know last time, I think this was two, three weeks ago. Now, George, you mentioned um, like covering all of the pillars of the challenge when you're talking about marketing whatever if you're a rookie and you can cover two of those yeah i think that that is something that can as you say leroy can kind of get you in grasped into the sort of pipeline i guess do you think the appearance fee situation has muddied the water with rookies nowadays because you look at someone like do you remember shailene from war of the worlds one I think Big Brother Canada she was from, or The Bachelorette or something. I, I might, might be anyone. Leroy's partner. Do. But yeah. My guy Leroy's partner, of course. Yeah. Can't, can't, but, can't pull a sandbag to save her life. I don't think she spoke the whole season. 
And literally, it was almost like they'd run out of budget because they'd used it on Bear. So they just went and got someone. Can I ask a question about that? Can I ask a question about the the appearance fee thing? Yeah. How, How... Factual is a lot of those are a lot of those numbers. Like, how confirmed are some of these numbers that I see get thrown out there? Well, no, okay, where do you see them, and what have you heard? Because I, I mean, I see all sorts of stuff. You know, you see like you know, oh, Bear got two hundred thousand dollars for three seasons, or all this stuff, and it's just like, is that real? Like, are those real things? I but feel like get... that might have been real based on the fact he was on three seasons and that got reported on his first season and then he did three seasons in a row and then he was done. I just, I don't know, I just am very cynical about some of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I kind of think, I don't know how people get the spoilers, <laughs> like the cast spoilers and the elimination spoilers and the window spoilers and things like that, but I feel like they're the people that are getting the, the fees spoilers. I mean... I don't know. We d- I don't know what the numbers are, but I can assume that a lot of the rookies come in on like a couple of grand and they think, oh yeah, I'll come in, chance to see if I can impress, you know, maybe I'll get an- another season, maybe I'll get more social media followers, maybe I'll be able to promote more brands. I know this is George's favourite type of conversation, influencers. Well, didn't, what- um, didn't Chris from Total Madness say that he got 30000 like as his appearance fee? Who's Chris? Chris um, Bailey's husband. Oh, Swaggy. Yeah, I, I don't. That's I'm not calling. He's an adult, so I'm yeah. not. Calling that. <laughs> I but, don't. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, Chris. I, I I don't believe a word that Chris says. Okay. I was. Well, didn't he say he that he was that. worth like twenty million dollars or something as well? Like, well, that's from, why I. But that's why I tend to believe that he would not lie about a number of like thirty thousand. That makes me think since he's lying about all other numbers. That makes you tend to think that 30000 seems low, and I feel like he was just telling the truth about that. I don't know. That's Her quite boy, a high fee for a rookie that wasn't, yeah. didn't add much to the But show. that's what I'm saying. I don't know what any of these numbers mean. They're all just hearsay, right? But but we're getting so exciting. Go, but to, but to, <laughs> go, go back to the discussion. Levi, your point is basically rookies are less impactful because they see the fact you can actually make like a decent living out of being on the challenge twice a year staying quite long and then being right back every year so you want to do you want to be weird or interesting enough to be memorable but you don't want to do anything too weird that gets you backed or gets you known by back is there any rookies over the past let's say five seasons that you're very surprised are not still in the show at the moment well, there are, but I know there's the rationale behind each of them. So, okay, most of War of the Worlds won, pretty shot by. Um, okay. Like that was that was yeah. a very... That's a messy group, though. Like you're you're yeah, yeah. No, that's but, a problem. Yeah. Right. You, it was you know a, what's it's a, a shame? complicated group of rookies for sure. I I thought Matty would be a mainstay, but then she flopped in Total Madness. No, she had well, DUI. It's all their like personal oh, stuff. Yeah. Like every single one of those yeah. people just has like all this like stuff like outside of like like they all got I don't know like the machine ate them all up. It's like I don't know. There, there were but then there's also like things like Dio's eye and like the weird stuff like that. You know, there was a very very good post on the Reddit the other day, which was like eight or nine rookies who could have been the face of the challenge, and they were all from the last like three or four years and just the bad luck you well bad luck or stupidity but look at who we've lost who could have been cast mainstays from the last like four or five seasons it's ridiculous lost theo theo turbo rogan uh d i know not overly popular d must not be named no not overly popular but she could legitimately add a lot to seasons we're missing paulie I don't like him, but I think he's actually very good value when he's on the show. Georgia. Georgia. Huh? Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Very good point as well. Um, <coughs> probably not Ninja. I don't think she was interesting enough. Um, I don't no, think she definitely not. Enough. No chance. She was, she was a solid competitor, but I don't think she was really interesting enough for it. Mm. No. Um, D is on, and is she still in the Czech Republic somewhere? Who is um Ash uh Ashley Kane? 
Whatever happened to him? Why did oh, he so, stop coming? So I don't he, want to talk about that. Yeah. Well, his he, real life, but like before that, even like he just kind of never. So came back he was, yeah, he wasn't on War of the Worlds two because he had a leg operation. I think either his knee or his leg. Um, he either broke his leg or did something to his knee, which was why mm. I think he was on crutches for the War of the Worlds one reunion show. Okay. So he what he didn't come back on that, and then. I don't know why he wasn't back on Total Madness and then he had the personal situation um, right, right, right. with his daughter after that. So I think that would be the reason that he didn't come back. Mm. Do you know what? I've got to say, George, I've watched a few seasons recently on the old binge watch um, via Paramount Plus, which you can get for four nine nine five nine nine six nine. 599 I don't know. Price keeps changing. Um, but I do actually agree with you with Paulie. As much as I hated him and I wouldn't want him back with Kara. But he he ran War of the Worlds one. He ran War of the Worlds two. He yeah. he was a very 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 good challenger. He just the whole Paulie and Carl and Carl thing was just boring. Would you count him as a good rookie because he was on Final Reckoning first? Um, I I remember as we talked last yeah, week I mean, or the week before, I blocked Final Reckoning out I, of my brain because I didn't understand I, it. I think he got in enough arguments with people which were game-related and entertaining. He won two challenges when he came back from Redemption. Got eliminated three times in the season. I was going to say, he didn't get eliminated about three times, so. Like nine. I think it was nine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's happened more? Did he get eliminated from Final Reckoning more or did 50 Cent get shot more times? (laughs) Same number. I think it's the same number. (laughs) The exact same yeah, I, um, the thing is, I don't agree with Polly about Polly. To be honest with you guys, I'm going to zag a little bit there. I I think his energy was a little too. He swallowed up the room a little too much for me. He didn't let no nobody else could cook while he was around, and I don't. I you know that's not really. It wasn't in like a healthy way though. It was like in a toxic way, not in like a fun charismatic way. But I you know I guess the just on. I, I do see what you guys are saying. It just. It was kind of just more grating to me than anything. So there's, a, there's a different way to look at this question, though, which mm. is, for Brian, you've watched the challenge since it started and mm. live pretty much all the time, right? Levi, pretty you much. came in at a pretty good time. I'm mm. relatively new compared to you today. But, but you know everything, George. <laughs> I, I, I have. I think it's about that. I've watched it all in the last year. It really helps. Who's your favourite rookies? Oh, no, everyone's going to hate me when I say it. Because you know what I'm going to say. You say Amber B, aren't you? No, I'm going to say Kyle. Oh, that's fine. I, I, so but everyone will hate me because it's literally every week. Oh, Levi okay. loves Kyle. Okay. I do uh, love Kyle's you, Kyle. Actually, who Kyle's are these actually... people that are saying that to you, by the way? Who's like, <laughs> the, who's the like vo- banging on your... <laughs> the voices inside my head. Ironically, it's Fessy. <laughs> and who gives a fuck? Um, oh, more, my God. So I, I'm just starting that feud again. But no, Kyle's a <laughs> good example. Bingo. So Kyle's a good example because he is a not outstanding but decent physical competitor. He makes his mark on the show. Um, he has got a decent social game and people really like having him around. But he doesn't rock the boat too much in his rookie season and i think we found that the success of all stars shows that most of the challenge base is really really nostalgic so you want somebody who fits the mold doesn't break what you usually see before but doesn't fuck up massively my problem with rookies at the moment is i feel like a lot of them are just like bodies for a season and what you'll find actually is a lot of these rookies it's the second season where they become the stars because they still it's a hard game to understand this show. Like if you're just coming yeah. into it and you've never played it before and you've already got loads of people that have played it, you're pretty much swallowed up by the machine, as Brian said earlier. But the, what, you, what you need is you need to have that first season to understand it, get your feet wet, and then dive in the pool in the second season. But I don't think enough people are getting the chance to do that. I mean, not to talk too much about the new rookies uh, that have been announced for this season. I mean, let's be honest. Do you see many of them coming back in the future? Or are they just bodies well, for, for... I don't know. Well, Jer- the thing... Jeremy will say. 
I have a the, well, my my theory. The reason they have so many rookies this season is because uh, something that we kind of were talking about. Um, I don't know if it was two, three, four weeks ago at this point. Who knows? But um, where we were saying that they're running out, like people are like they're running out of stars. Mm-hmm. And I really, for them, the only way to find them is to just throw enough darts at the dartboard. Like you really just kind of have to do that. So having like what is it, nineteen rookies, which is fucking crazy. Um, I mean, that's what they're trying to do. They have to do it. They don't have any other choice otherwise. Cause like they, all the vets are exactly the same. Like they're clearly running out of people who are willing to, or I, I or I don't even know, to be honest, maybe I'm wrong, but, um, to, to go back to something you said though, Leroy about their second season, Leroy um, or Levi's second time, Christ. second time. Oof. Um, Ah, yeah. you gave me great haircut you gave me buddy <laughs> and uh um anywho um levi um you said something about second i've had a long theory and i've wrote about it a lot um if if you guys wrote read my stuff about second season syndrome where it's it, when you have a successful rookie season your ego and confidence level during your that second season is astronomical through the roof it happens all the time people fall victim to it all the time fessy is the clear example of second season syndrome this just past season i'm um, george calm calm george my but it happens all the time um and so i see but i do see what you're saying it's like but if you don't let anybody if you're not, not let these rookies cook it's kind of hard for them to even get second season syndrome you know like but big then, t's an example of that in a positive way that's what i'm saying yeah but it yeah, but it can be a, it can be a negative thing too. Like Jordan on free agents is a great example. Like if, if he yeah. if, if free agents was his third season, he never would have done like flip all the cards thing. But like he he was so eager to prove himself. It like uh, I think he still does that in his seventh season. I think that ego is so big. Yeah, that's a completely different argument, but what I would love right. to happen with you. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I think if I'm gonna look at that, I think the best rookie in the last five or six seasons is Theo Campbell. Bit of a slow burn on his first, made the final, awesome performance, great elimination, elimination. Got a little bit shitty, but not too shitty with established cast members, enough that it was entertaining. And I reckon he's generally the rookie in the last few seasons who has like faced the franchise potential. Plus, he was hilarious. I was, and his second, actually, Brian, his second season syndrome. Is yeah, he had it too. Good, I, but I don't know if he had it. I don't know if it was forced upon him. Because he didn't want to go down um, to elimination every time. He did get a thing. Bit of, sorry, Dom. It's just more of an attitude than anything. And he for mm. sure had it. He carried himself like he was like he had everything figured out already. I mean, most of that you can teach it, but <laughs> let's let's think about though, you know, the last male rookie to win it on his rookie season, which correct me if I'm wrong, was Turbo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you look at Turbo, was he a good rookie as a competitor? Yes. No. As a competitor. Well, he yeah. won the whole thing. Yes. Was yes. he a good rookie sure. as far as a character for the challenge? Not really. Oh, sorry. I will I will I will fight that opinion to the grave. Fight away. It, Bring it to it the is, table. So, okay. <laughs> Turbo is not the most entertaining rookie, probably for the language barrier, probably for a couple of other things, but he is still responsible for the best quote in potentially the last 10 seasons, which is when he fights Hunter and says, I would like to slap him, but it would be animal abuse. Because he is pussy chicken. <laughs> no, he's chicken. Jordan's pussy chicken. Um, but no, I, 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 he, he wasn't the most entertaining, but he had some standout moments, but I think they were mainly from a language barrier. I just really, really love that scene. It really cracks me up every time it's on. <laughs> I, I don't know, but but this is what I'm saying. Like when we're talking about good rookies, are we talking about good rookies competitively, or are we talking about good rookies from an entertainment sp- standpoint? And, and it goes back to this multifaceted, multi-dimensional challenge universe of it is a reality show with about a billion different facets and everyone likes a different facet. 
But yeah. do you need someone that ultimately can do all of it? Or do you need yeah, someone that can need... do one or two bits really well? Think of all, think of everyone who's like everyone favorite, right? Like CT is obviously his own thing, but like think of somebody like, like Jordan, he can do all of those things. You know, Tony can do all of those things. Like Anissa can kind of do all of those things kind of, but like, I don't know. It's just, you got to be able to do that stuff. Like you can't just be one dimensional. That's why Turbo wasn't that good of, of, of a rookie. You know, that's why I was like, double agents a lot i feel like Teresa was like the only one who understood like what you're supposed to be doing as a rookie like watching all of the girls and like i think to her like she her just attitude you could tell like she just wanted to mix it up mm-hmm. and like nobody was wanting to do it nobody had any interest in just like mixing up and having like getting into like i don't know like getting messy a little bit so, okay, this is an interesting one considering how we feel about her on this podcast. Amber B, she won her rookie season, but was she a good addition to the challenge? So, did she show that she was a fantastic rookie competitively? Yes. Did she add a huge amount to last season? And remember, we're super biased. I don't think she did. Does she deserve a second shot? Yes. Yeah, because I, I go when I went back to our old podcast, we don't really talk about her much until the daily when the swinging balls challenge. Your favorite, the sw- swinging balls challenge, indeed. Um, pendulous nads challenge. No, she goes to. Uh, <laughs> she's the only one who doesn't take Teresa Steele in fights, and that's when I started to take notice of her. So I don't know if you have to be every episode leading character to be a good rookie you need moments that make now, you stand out and that's what's totally let, me, gonna... let me ask you guys this question though because this what your your question leads me to another question now do you think that like why do you think that the editors chose to just not show her at all for the first half of the season like part with of me the thinks, full knowledge of how it played out. Like, why do you think that good question? Part like, what's of the me think, shock value? Yeah, diversion tactic to not even think she's got a chance. <sighs> yeah, or, okay, but like, did that work? Like, is that where we all like, whoa, this is like, I, I, I mean, didn't think I didn't think she was gonna win until she was paired with CT at the end. So for a whole season, I didn't think she had a chance. So they did the job there. Yeah, but like what I'm saying was it was it effective? Like why like like why could like as if I feel like if they really wanted to, they could have made her look a certain way. You know, but they just chose to do nothing. So like that was even that wasn't even on her. So that when you say like when we're like, yeah, no, from an entertainment perspective, she wasn't a good rookie, like is that even her fault? Like is that the, is it her fault she didn't get shown, or did they just choose not to? You know, I guess that's the question. Mm. It's also but, a very good question. This kind of leads me on to another slightly controversial point. I think MTV is looking for a female face of the challenge because they lost um, Camilla and they lost Cara for the time being. And I think they're going the completely wrong way about it because to have two female challenge winners not get invited back the following season. So Jenny won, didn't get invited back. Um, Amber won. She's not on the cast list for this season. I mean, we've all seen her in the trailer, so we know that she is back, and that's not a spoiler. What's the the deal with that? Well, that's something... I'll tell you what, Brian, that's something that that we'll be talking about on uh, August the 5th Ah, in our preview episode of the new season. But, you know, I mean, I've always felt that if you win the challenge, you should be given first choice as to whether or not you want to come back the next season. And the fact that two years in a row, the female winner wasn't first choice for the next season. Granted, the male one wasn't after Total Madness, but you have your theory that he didn't want to take away kind of the Leroy retirement season. But CT was invited straight back. Granted, CT looks like a fucking Adonis again. Hold on, but I have a, I think there's a, I don't think if I was running double agents and I don't think I would have casted Jen either. That would, it would have just became who can steal Jenny. That's what the whole season would have became if she was around. But like, but then at, at the same time, I, I'll be honest, I think that in the producers' minds, 
they are desperate for Casey to be the next face of the challenge. No but, she keep, no, but she keeps she's, getting asked back and she is really, like, I'm sorry, she's so, she's so beige. But they she's have got, to know she's, she's playing pasta. Too. Yeah, she's got a purpose, but she's not face. Cam is face. They, they're idiots, then, if that's what they want. Easy, Cam's Cam not, is the obvious. Cam's not been invited back every single season. I think she has. I think she declines. Do you? That's a good rookie season. If we're going to go back to the actual main thing mm. we're going to be chatting about, three elimination wins. One thing makes a final. Involved, yeah, very involved yeah. with things. Yes, yeah. not hookups, um, but like drama in the house because she obviously got Kayla and Melissa who didn't like her at the end. Yeah, um, just generally involved, you know, with the politics yeah. and stuff too. It's interesting um, that you bring up Kayla as well. What's happened to her? Because I thought they were going to try and make her a face of the challenge at one point. She moved. She moved to the UK and then got engaged, didn't she? Yeah, but like we've all moved to the UK. Well, not you, Brian. Um, but right, you know, moved to the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle lives in the UK. He's back every season. Well, this, well, well the there you go. Um, I uh, I don't know the the there's just like I think there's a lot more real world stuff that goes into it when you are, I mean like you know I'm sitting here speaking as a guy as from a woman's perspective, but I think just a lot more real life stuff goes into it when you're a woman. I you know I like it's, I mean I hate to say it, it's probably just easier for guys to come back, you know, in a lot of smaller ways that probably we don't understand because we're guys, but I mean there's probably a reason for it. There's got to be right. Well, I guess we've had what pregnancies on about the last three seasons or something. Sure, I mean that that went undetected. Yeah. Also, I think that the the making things miserable angle has not made it that welcoming for people to come back. But I think this season looks fresher, I guess, than the last two. And that's something that we can talk about on August the fifth. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, who who would you say <laughs> who who would you say has been a standout? Let's say your top five standout rookies since Dirty Thirty, inclusive of Dirty Thirty. Um. Well, you got it. You. I mean, I hate to say it's the wrong word, but I mean, Tori um, has obviously been a standout rookie. Like she's kind of checks a lot of those boxes. Um, she's not my favorite, but it's part of it. Um, who else is a rookie at Dirty Thirty? You can do anyone um, from Dirty Thirty onwards. So Vendetta's rookie, or sorry, also quick one. There was something that really pissed off a load of older Challenger fans, though, wasn't it? You're not a vet after two seasons in the original. Yeah, play, that annoys me. When do you become a vet? Because that 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 just, that decides my big T opinion. Third She's season. Either, but you're That's a rookie it. your first season. Your second season, you're just kind of there. You're a vet and you're in your third to me. I That's think you shouldn't mentally. be allowed. I don't think you should be allowed to be called a vet until you've reached a final and done three seasons. Ooh, Jesus. Oh. Hmm. That no, leaves that just people though. That well, leaves a very know. little vets, mate, as well. <laughs> no, but like like you say, it goes back to Big T. Big T was a vet on her second season she was only in about four episodes of the first one uh, i think that's pretty much been the case since what at least dirty 30 so by that do we have to go buy it are you a rookie only on your first season if we're doing this since dirty 30 thing that's how it is for me that's how I how about it. you're a rookie on your first season but we're going to look at your first two seasons does does rookie does but rookie only if they're back to back does football um, does football over there, um, real football, as you would say, have like a rookie of the year award? Like a uh, no, actually. no, they have a player of the year and a young player of the year. What does young player of the year mean? I think under it's like 20, anyone 24, I think. Under 24, yeah. Oh, so it literally but, just means age. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I mean like Raheem Sterling won it not last year, the year before. And he's been playing in the Premier League for either Liverpool or Man City for the last, like, seven years. Oh, okay, got it. Well, I was just, because, like, rookie of the year in American sports is, like, you have to be, like, you know, a rookie. That's kind of just how I've always just mentally thought about it, you know. Yeah, the thing about uh, English football is that there's lots of players that might play one or two games 
in a season or they might play for like Man City and be loaned out to someone like Southampton for a season because the manager sees them in a position in a couple of years but can't play them yet so you know it and I know what people are thinking Southampton big team but not that big no not compared to Man City and uh, you know Brian you, you feel exactly the same way about Southampton Riveting. I yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I used to not, but I I've come around mostly. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the yeah. thing is it's about being able to have that open mind when it comes to Southampton. Right. So anyway, rookie of the season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think let, let let's 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 do it first season only. It's what the challenge now does. It's what we kind of have to do. I reckon okay. that's fair. Okay, so rookie pop- r- rookie of the season, dirty thirty, Tory. Yes. Rookie of the season sure. vendettas. Kyle. Joss or Kyle. What? Joss in vendettas. Or, or Cam. I, I would say Kyle or Cam. I'd say Cam. Kyle or Cam. That's you can you talk me out of it. Okay. Rookie of the season in <laughs> Final Reckoning. I've forgotten the whole season, so I'll leave that one to you two. Polly. Polly, unfortunately. He got eliminated three times. Doesn't matter. That's not the but he was just around like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know. But then what is our what is our context for rookie? Again, it, we're going back to what we talked about before. So this, it's all this, of it. It's a mix this, of everything. It's not this just will one be, thing for me. Well, this will be the interesting one. War of the Worlds one. This will show me where you're looking at for rookie. So here are here are our options, I think. Our options Theo. here are Theo Turbo, Georgia Matty. Oh, I think that our options are more than that. And I think that there's one person that we just don't want to talk about. Um, Who? Uh, not on a first season, though. Not on a first season. She no, barely him. anything. Oh. I was talking about Bear. Uh, bear. Oh, bear. No, but he, I mean, he got, was all got knocked down in the middle that season. One pillar uh, of a challenge. One pillar of a challenge, he, not two. He got pretty far. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. But you're right. Yeah. Like, it's probably turbo, but like, that's not no, what I'm looking no. for at all. Like, you know, I, honestly, for me, what I'm looking for is is Georgia. I'll I'd say you. I'd say Georgia is a female on that one. Yeah, but but I'm going. I'm going with George on the incredibly biased British vote of Theo for the guys, Georgia for the girls. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess, but, um, but I do know that we have a couple of listeners in Turkey, so um, Turbo is an honourable mention. Um, then let's go to uh, War of the Worlds 2. I'm trying to think. D- did any of the rookies get to the final? No. no. Were there, any, there were no US rookies. So who's our competition here? It's like Esther. Um, big T. Sean, but Sean, Sean, Sean had a great season. Sean did so well. Jenny. Jenny. Okay, actually, if you're going to say oh, what was dangerous. What was George's friend called? <laughs> it's uh, Nicole Bass. Nicole. Oh, it's my it's my first time on the challenge. I'm really excited, but I don't know what to expect. I don't I don't want to go through. I don't want I don't want to do, I don't want to do the elimination. I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's too far down. Having a really nice time though. That Obviously, that, that was her, wasn't it? In all fairness, that elimination looked really hard. Why didn't you guys tell me she was going to be on the podcast? I would have cut my hair. Yeah, we could do an audio podcast and I could just do that voice. George, you could do the interview and just say I'm ill. Oh, I was really looking forward to meeting Levi. Oh, no. Nice to meet you, though, George. Um, been listening to your podcast. I like, I like those two British people. really like it. Like, it adds an extra dimension. Yeah. I wonder if they'll ask me back on the challenge. Oh, I liked her. She was she was sweet. Nicole Bass, wasn't it? Was it Bass? It was Nicole Bass. Yeah. Oh, I enjoyed competing with my best friend, Georgia. I think anyway, Brian's broken. Uh, I think you have broken, Brian. Total it, was, it wasn't me. It was Nicole. I really want her back now. <laughs> I'd say rookie of the year for War of the Worlds 2 was probably Jen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna push through this one. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I'm... <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, if I'd have beaten her in the elimination, you wouldn't be saying that. Um, but I, I don't know. Jenny was an odd one because 
I thought she'd do a lot better than she did. Where, who did she? Oh, she lost to Tory in a hall brawl, didn't she? Okay, but no other rookies did anything on that season. They all went out first because it's a yeah. team thing, you know? Like, it, that's how it goes. Edwards' best performance was his commenting on every challenge post for the next seven months. Yeah, um, Idris, is, Idris sucks, you know? Like, like all of them kind of suck at that. I mean, except for Big T, have have any rookies? Did the USA no. have any rookies? Negative. So literally Faith, with... Faith was, Faith was probably the closest... Yeah, Faith would have fallen into your second season as a rookie category. Oh, I went, I went down the Faith rabbit hole the other night. So yeah, George George Michael or the challenge? No, no, no. Faith, Faith Stowers did that once too. No, not that type of rabbit hole. No. So basically, Um, I was, I was watching an episode of War of the Worlds two. It was the one where she had the argument and left. And then I tried to start, like, I was, oh, read up, read up all about it. So, so basically what happened was, like, she'd done the Pam thing because Bear and Theo had been keeping her up. And then for some reason after she did it, they wanted her to do a confessional because obviously she was angry. So that looks good on the confessionals. But for some reason, they also had Laurel and Kyle waiting in the confessional queue, which is what we saw there. And apparently Kyle went off on her because she'd woken him up. Um, and... Then obviously she left. But then, from what I read, there was a timing based on when she was out there and when she made her three-month I'm pregnant announcement, which potentially says that she might have left because she found out she was pregnant. Which, as we all know, is a staple of the recent challenges. That's what it's all about. Pregnant. Pregnancies. Literally, do they not just get them to do pregnancy tests beforehand? Ooh, this would probably be a little off-putting, but which which rookie um, do you think is pregnant this season? <laughs> One rookie. <laughs> Can we save up for the fifth? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we'll be talking about that on the fifth. That'll be a, a brand new, uh, brand new part. Do you know who wasn't pregnant in their rookie season? You know who wasn't pregnant Ooh. in their rookie season? Nicole Bass. <laughs> That's enough. Who's, who's the total? <laughs> Okay, so literally, we don't have much competition for this. Total Madness had very, very unimpressive rookies. Okay, so Total I mean, Madness, you'd probably say... Technically, it's messy. Or Casey, or Casey. They both no. did equally as bad as one another in the final. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, that's... <laughs> well, K- Casey, Casey came second out of two. <laughs> yeah, so it'd be either Casey, Fessy, Chris, or Bailey. Chris. Oh, yeah, Swaggy, it- Swaggy. Is it bad that I remember a Saf more than the other two you just said? I mean, oh, dude, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. I mean, honestly, but I can imagine. I truth. I can imagine George that you probably hated a Saf because he hooked up with Nanny, and you hate Nanny. No, mate. A had the best hair out of anyone on the last eight years of the challenge. Like, Saf had good hair. Great. You know what's weird? You know what's weird to say? You know who probably was the rookie of Total Madness? Is Jay. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, but that's interesting because previously we've been looking at people that get quite far and Nicole Bass, whereas now we're actually looking at someone that got eliminated quite early on, but he won three, was it three eliminations or two eliminations? Oh yeah, he died in the third one, didn't he? He was out in episode six as well. He got six episodes in. Jesus Christ, he was in every guy's elimination. Um, but I agree with you there, you know. Oh, that's my, yeah, James, my father. But how sad yes, is that? That, like, Fessy and Casey got that far and, like, we're still like, you know what? The guy who was around for a first third of it was actually the best one, you know? Like, what are we should, just talking about? Don't be boring. But that's that's shows, that shows them maybe you don't have to get to a final to be the rookie of the season, like with Jay and like with Nicole Bass. So, well, that's why my argument was, that was my argument for Bear, basically, was the same thing. So are we now going back and re-looking at that one? Okay, in order to say, no. Brian, Brian has a point, right? Because Bear won two eliminations. Massive impact on all storylines. Yes. Uh, he, he also, he brought the best out of Davon as well. From an entertainment yeah. perspective and competitive perspective. Yeah, she hated him, yeah. And uh, don't get me wrong, he is complete trash. But he also right. could have won that fandomonium daily as well if he wasn't a fucking idiot. I just think so, the problem with that, there were too many rookies that made the final that also made an impact in the show for you to say it was Bear. Whereas, that's a good point, Brian. Total, I think if you look at Total Madness, there weren't. 
yeah. on a less competitive season, there is that. But you're right. No, you're absolutely right. 100%. That was the best pool of UKers, that one. Oh, by far. Because I but know Ashley went out quite, quite early, early, but he did really so well. Sad. I don't, why is Georgia sad, not like, back? I, I don't know. That's what I mean. Oh. It just all seems so sad. Like, let's go uh, down the list. Ninja, like, whatever. Ashley came sad. Morgan, never coming back. Baird, never coming back. Georgia, who knows? Theo, probably not. Told oh. the Nolan girls, like, probably not. Like, Turbo, again, that's another weird story. D, no, she's still in the Czech Republic somewhere. JP, uh, no. Maddie, oh, probably not. Let's not forget Chase. Alan. Oh, I'm getting to it. Who's Chase? Chase. He was the guy from the Bachelor. He was Ashley's partner. Like he's never coming yeah. back, and they're probably oh, he was back. he was the the hot guy that Nanny hooked up with on the first night, which is a season yes. staple. It wasn't um, that hot. Shailene, no, he wasn't. He was no Alan. He, he was no Alan. Yeah. Uh, Shailene never coming back. Zahida probably not coming back. Gus not coming back, and then Josh. So like mm-hmm. in a way. Like this crazy, like I'm looking at Josh is the only one on this list that whatever. <laughs> and Josh got eliminated in the first episode. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like they blew, like all of these people could have been still around. Like, I'll tell you what, I need, we need to speak to Lauren because I want to know if the Nolan twins were actually any form of entertainment in Big Brother because they were a bit of a waste of space on the challenge. I've read quite positive things on the subreddit about them, actually, that some people were actually quite excited to see them come over. One disappeared, and then the other one just, like... Well, one got, one, got, one got purged. Um, yeah, and then the other one two... was so boring that they didn't even think that there was any point yeah. showing her having sex with Hunter. Well, but, yeah, apparently cut out quite a lot. Um, apparently she did, like, a fair amount when she was on the show. I mean, I don't want to watch Hunter have sex with anyone. I imagine sweaty is the word that springs to mind. No, thank you. <laughs> large neck. I'm off that. God, imagine his gnats that are tiny. No, no thanks. So, it's his tiny little ankles. Sorry. So, total madness, we've gone for Jay that got eliminated in the third male elimination. Oh, I forgot we were doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we're doing a podcast, George, remember? Um, we are recording this, right? This uh, yeah, do you recording. remember the, the Zoom lady did that thing at the beginning? <laughs> we are recording your podcast. I don't remember that ever happening when we uh, we did our really good our original American season. Right there. Uh, thank <laughs> you. I can do American people from Zoom and I can do Nicole Bass. Um, so... <laughs> Um, and now we move on to our most recent season of Double Agents. Who would you have put as rookie of the season for that? Dude, I mean, it's Amber by default. Like, who else would yeah. it be? Who were the, can you read yeah. out the rookies? Have you got a list? Yeah, I got it right here. I got gotcha. you. Amber, ready? Amber, Amber, Joseph. See how I have this? Here, I got Amber, you. I got Amber the list. M. I, got it right I found Amber face. M on Instagram. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So we got. For the male side, rookies, we got Nam, who I'm willing to give a second chance to. But again, we've all litigated the new hot guy thing with him. Uh, Michi, who I'm also, I would love to see Michi. I think he could provide something, but they just didn't give him any any play at all. Leo yeah. and Joseph. That was the guy rookies. Oh, Joseph. Um, and then, Remember him? Yeah. Who, I don't. See you later. Never coming back. So we got Amber B on the girls, Gabby. Lolo, shout out to my girl Amber M. She's a real Natalie. person. Liz. It's seriously, it's crazy. Um, Natalie and Liv. So I'd like, like to see Liv back. I remember uh, Wes after she got after. Well, she didn't get eliminated after she got injured. Wes put on Instagram that it was um, like the biggest travesty that she didn't get a proper season. Yeah. So she must have had some But again, what are we really talking about? That's one. We we found one, two with Amber B. We found we found two rookies that we like. This is is what I'm saying. They're just costing rookies now to add to the numbers for the season. They don't seem to have a long-term strategy with rookies. Or do they? And the rookies just aren't maximizing their their chance. Uh, Okay, so the, the question is what makes a good rookie? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Do we? It's literally got to be impact on the game, and and that is it. 
and I think you're right. The the appearance fee and the weekly payment really gets in the fucking way of that because there's there's this like playing it safe kind of things that you keep getting asked back. So I think you need to be a at least at least like semi decent competitor. Don't give me another. Oh, I'm sorry, say it. Like, don't give me another version of Anissa. Don't do that. You need to not be afraid to make waves in the house. Um, and that's whether you go after the vet, whether you call out big names in eliminations, whether you try and disrupt alliances, at least do something that isn't just run of the mill. Rookies go in first. I try and survive. And hookups aren't a big part of the game for me, but if you finger someone, it's probably the best. Well, okay, that was such weird timing that definitely crossed over onto my headphones. The worst thing is, I had to have a little moment where I was like, That's definitely my stomach. <laughs> yeah, no, that was my stomach. That was so <laughs> odd. It was like it was waiting perfectly for you to finish your oh point. Oh my god, that was so well, You've got a very polite gastric band, Levi. <laughs> Thank you very Sorry, much. <laughs> gastric band. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. I didn't hear it. Also, yeah, I don't know what a gastric band is. I don't have a gastric band. That's the thing that people put in their stomachs so they lose loads of weight. Do you mean just you like... Have lot, you have <laughs> lots of weight. I, oh, I feel like I'm putting it back on. <laughs> Going to have to do another sham to Nam. Um, but no, I like... So basically what you're saying, George, is it's about performance, it's about impact on the game competitively, and it's also about impact on the political side of the game and potentially getting fingered. Yes. <laughs> uh, what about you, Brian? I think you're going to need to put uh, something red on. Okay, well, <laughs> I look at it this way. If you're a rookie, your, your, your major currency is camera time. That is your main camera time and getting fingered by George <laughs> is your main concern as a rookie. So well done. what do you do? There's there's multiple well done, ways George. to go about it, and you can get camera time by being going the bear route and going being crazy and just like getting involved in everything and just being a big personality. But also you could do the Casey thing or the Fessy thing and just play the game in a way where you stick around until the end and then you get camera time via fucking inertia. And so, like, what are we? I mean. If, if the goal is to stick around and get camera time and you're saying they get paid per episode they're there, is that like a fact though? But again, like, is this like a thing that we're sure about? The, no. Because, the thing is, is anything a fact in Challenge World? Well, no, of course not. That's why it's like, I don't want people, I don't like speaking so definitively about it. Is always Do you know like, what we need? Yeah. We need to get Nicole Bass on this show and we need oh to God. ask her about because I feel like she is the one that will be able to give us the insight. She seems very insightful. Um, so as soon as we finish recording this podcast, I've got a week till we record the next one. I'll be straight on the DMs uh, to Nicole Bass. And uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see if we can get her in and uh, you know, see what she can tell us about, about the structure of the I challenge. think you should call her now. I think you should give her a call right now. I think you should completely derail this podcast and we should because well, right. I didn't derail it a while ago. <laughs> She's just dialed back in. Um, Nicole, how much were you paid per episode? Hi, George. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> how you doing? I'm really good, thank this, you. This um, is fucking terrible. I'm, this is I'm not... terrible, terrible content, you realise, all of you. <laughs> I mean, oh that's what the producer God. said to me when I was on the show as well, especially during my elimination. <laughs> How dare you? Um, but, okay, here, here's the question I'll put to you. Is the aim of getting the rookies in to get a new face and a new staple of the show, or is it just to add numbers for that season? Because recently it seems like it's been to add numbers for that season. Because if we look back and we go, I'm not going to count Fessy, I'm not counting Casey, I'm not counting Josh... I would say the last two people to really have a big rookie impact that has been long lasting and you can look at them and go, people want them back every season is Carl and Cam. And that's six seasons ago. No, we've, we've reeled off eight of World's Worlds one who we want back. No, but I'm saying that, that 
that people have gone, we want them back, and they've been back consistently, and they've been a big staple of the show and a big face of the show. Oh, is what I mean. Sorry, yeah, he's become staples of the show. Sorry, I think uh, you were thinking right. about Nicole Bass at the time. Of course, I was. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're right. Then, in that case, it's Carlin Cam. Um, and that's six to seven seasons ago. So, in the last six and seven seasons, they have failed to capitalize on a number of good um, rookies to make them a staple of the show. And I think that is a problem that we're seeing is either okay, the rookies you, aren't capitalising or, or the producers is that, aren't. Is that, is that why the casting is now skewing safer and a bit less interesting? Because they had such a good crop of rookies and they couldn't get them back because they turned out to be problematic. Mm. I mean, it's not something I want to overly go into, but... Um, I think that trying to find imper- trying to find perfect people. I think that imperfect people are always more interesting than perfect people. Just yeah, in I'm general, in life, I'm scumbag. I, I'm a delight to go to beers uh, with. <laughs> I also think I, they don't have much of a choice anymore. I think part of the problem as well is what you got to remember is back in the day, they were able to get trusted and conditioned Bunim Murray reality stars for a Bunim Murray produced show. Yeah, now. That's a good point. Now they are scouring the globe across a number of reality TV shows to try and find someone based on someone else's production of them across 12 episodes or whatever it is. So maybe that's where the issue is coming. And also when you're getting so many people from so many different countries who don't know the show, it's very hard for them to have that impact on their first season. Sure. Can I go back to something you said? Can you restate the question you asked earlier? You asked like sort of 90 seconds ago. Um, I thought well, it was super interesting. Brushing. You said, no, you said, <laughs> you said, um, are they casting to find new faces for the show or are they yeah. casting for numbers? Are, yeah. Are they casting Wait, to find new faces for the show, new staples for the show, or are they casting for numbers to just fill up that season? Here's the deal. If they're not doing the first one all the time, then they're not doing their jobs. I don't I don't think the second one is even do you think they really do that? Like you really think that they're casting just to fill the slot? I don't think like, everyone, but seems... I think some of them. I think some of them they are. I, I I mean, with this big of a pool, you'd have to think that they're not just throwing people away for no reason. I mean, I understand I that there's a budget and stuff. Would you like, like an example? Because I can bring her back. Who? I mean, who? Hi, Brian. Okay, but like in their mind, they, do you think they can? But this is what I'm saying is that it goes back to what I said about the thing <laughs> of pre- previously, they were casting Bune and Murray produced reality stars. Now they're casting reality stars produced by other producers and other production companies. They don't actually know what they're getting. Look at, yeah, look at the sample size for what they've got. They've gone from having 24 hours of film a day for how long a real world season is versus one hour of a produced show from someone else. They yeah, but like, come on, those they all talk, they all they're, they're calling, they're calling these people and be like, hey, what's what's the deal with this guy? Or what's what the you, deal you with think, this you think, you think, yeah, but they're not just yeah. watching the season okay. once and being like, let's do so it. Hold on. Let me role play oh, here. So I'm Bune and Murray. I phone up Warsaw Shaw. Hi, Warsaw Shaw. We'd like someone from your show. Who would you like to give us? Oh, we'll give you the guy that Levi's forgotten the name of who's going to be a rookie on your new season. Oh, thanks. I'm still Bune and Murray here. Um, oh, what's he like? Yeah, he's really good. Okay, we'll take him. Because Mr. Warsaw Shaw guy, uh, the producer is like, oh, if he goes on this challenge show, then Warsaw Shaw gets a little bit of advertising as well. Uh, I mean, I I tend to give the challenge producers a lot more credit than that. Like, I think that there's a lot more thought that goes into casting than just let's just fill the fill the slots. You know, I don't know. I I disagree with that a little bit. I, I, can, I, I zag. Nicole is happy to come back at any time on this podcast to prove my point. But do you? So do you think that they cast Nicole just to? I think it's someone. I think what you look at this one. Okay, let's say that what we've talked about with the old, um, the old appearance fee, is right. Yeah. Sure. So think, 
Think about how much money they spunked up the wall on that USA team. Yeah. Yeah. So then when they get the UK team, they're having to go quite cheap on that. I can't imagine Big T was particularly expensive. Ship rate wasn't particularly big. Well, the original version was, but her season wasn't. I can't imagine Sean was particularly expensive. Esther came from some YouTube show that I've never heard of in my life. Like, at least I've heard of these reality shows. Um, Joss, Rogan, Kyle, Kaylee would have been a bit more expensive. Jenny wouldn't have cost too much because her show didn't do particularly amazing. Um, help me out here with more people on the team. Um, but do you, I, oh, Nicole Bass? Yeah, I see what Nic- no, I see Nicole what Bass? No, they would have... But do you know what I think would have happened with Nicole? She would have had the same agent as Georgia. They'd have phoned up, said... Can we have Georgia? Yes, she costs this now for a second season because she did this for you last season. Okay, have you got anyone that we can pay this much for? Oh, yeah, we've got Nicole. She was from TOWIE, which is a show that Georgia was on. Um, You can have her for this much. She's also friends with Georgia. Oh, that sounds good. So they'll have an inbuilt alliance, which might cause some friction in the team. Sounds good. Send us some tapes over. We'll have a look at her and then go from it. Well, okay, yeah, you're right, and that's that is all factual. But I still think that the idea is that hopefully Nicole works out. Like, I don't think that like they're just oh no no no. I do agree. No, I agree. Like all of them, they want to work out. But what I'm saying is, if three or four don't, if you got seventeen rookies, oh sure, not big deal. Right. Well, that's yeah. I mean, you're hoping for you're hoping for like if you're like nineteen rookies this season, how many are they hoping become? Like realistically, we're looking at four. If best that. case scenario but also by casting from all these international shows you also have that extra kind of carrot being dangled of all oh, your chance to be on a show in america yeah well i, I guess we'll have to see on august 11th how all these rookies work out you know yeah maybe we could talk about it on august the 5th on a on a podcast oh maybe yeah let me check Which, my schedule just cor- correct me it's like nine days right i who knows Six. I think. Um, it's ten days, actually, guys. <laughs> I today is Monday, the twenty sixth of July. To summarise, without what's probably the most amount of Nicole Bass ever mentioned on a challenge podcast, <laughs> um, you being a good rookie, I actually don't care how long you're there. I think you probably need about four or five episodes at least. You say that long, but then after that, it doesn't matter. You need to do something to make yourself memorable and make an impact, whether it's across the pillars of the challenge that we mentioned. And you have to be at least a semi-decent competitor. That's mine. Don't be boring. I like I like that. Just don't be boring. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. Make me, make me feel some make me feel something, you know. Make me make me think. Make me feel something. Make me make me question something. Help me glean something about a, the human condition, you know. Just I I don't, even if you're like under edited in such as like Amber's way, her winning the final in the way yeah. that she did is at least interesting enough. Like make me think, make me question some stuff. You know, that's, mm. that's all I want. That's all I, I ask for. I like that. I think you just have to do something that people are going to remember you by. And whether that's in the game, whether that's in the politics, whether that's, you know, a couple of fingers here and there. You just got to do something that people are going to remember. And I think that for me, that for you, Brian, and that for you, George, that's what makes a good rookie. Gents, it's been wonderful sitting around the table with you uh, on this here Monday, the 26th. That could have been so much quicker as a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but we... (laughs) Don't be boring. (laughs) We've got to get that that one-hour content on these... uh, these mini series episodes, George. That's uh, that's the numbers that uh, I've been asked to put in by myself. Um, but but gents, no, it's been uh, it's been great sitting down with you. Uh, we have one more of these, which will be next week, which will be Monday, the second of August, um, before we have our first ever episode of uh redditors react spies lies and allies um which will be our preview episode of the brand new season which will be coming on the 5th of august which is a thursday that's the preview episode of the podcast 
not the actual season. The season starts on the 11th and then George and our and my regular weekly episodes will uh, begin on Thursday the 12th. Uh, so next week we have two podcasts. Brian, you happy to come back for both of them? Can't wait. Um, Literally cannot wait. I'm, I'm going to sit right in this chair until we record the next one. I'm not going to move an inch. <laughs> um, and George, as always, you have literally zero choice in the matter. See you soon, buddy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd like I'd like to say a big thank you to George, a big thank you to Brian, and a big thank you to our special guest, Nicole Bass. Um, thank you so much to everyone for listening to the podcast this week. We will be back, as I said, twice next week. If you want to continue the conversation, do it over on Reddit, uh, the challenge subreddit. Or you can get in touch with us on our socials, um, on Twitter and Instagram, mainly Instagram. We don't really use the Twitter anymore, which is at Challenge React. So until next week, take care and have a lovely week.